saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Studio Sweden. If you're looking for quality headphones that are not ridiculously expensive, look no further. Please stay tuned for more information for our exclusive promo code. You are now tuned in to the Asian Madness Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things true crime, mysterious, morbid, and odd from the other side of the world. I'm your host, Jessica. Please sit back, relax, and let's dive into this week's topic. Before I begin today's episode, I am going to play two podcast promos, and I'm sure most of you will be very familiar with both of these. The first one, The Dark Poutine Podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Scott. They bring you a very detailed look into Canada's crimes, and honestly, they are very hilarious too. So, fill your ears with some dark poutine. The second promo will be from the Mysteries and Urban Legend Podcast, which I think is somehow a little bit related to mine because, you know, we cover urban legends. But of course, they go beyond urban legends. They also cover crime and mysteries. So, if you're into that, make sure you check them out. The episodes are very well researched, and I'm sure that you'll find plenty of information that you've never heard of. Have you been bludgeoned to death with Ted Bundy stories? Are you choking on too many Hillside Strangler podcast episodes? As awesome as those are, cleanse your palate and add something new to your true crime diet. Why not try some Dark Poutine, a podcast from north of the 49th Parallel? We cover Canadian crimes and dark histories. Some of the stories you may know nothing about, but they beg to be told. And, with Canada being the biggest, small country on the planet, we even have personal connections to some of the crimes and history we chat about. Join two real live Canadians every week as we serve up another helping of dark poutine. We are substantially creepy, sometimes meaty, always cheesy, but very rarely sorry. So come on up north and fill your ears with some dark poutine. Hey guys, do you like mysteries and urban legends? Do you like creepy stories and unsolved true crime? Then join us every Tuesday and Saturday at Mysteries and Urban Legends and get to the bottom of weird urban legends and spooky mysteries. 
Welcome to another non-true crime episode of the Asian Madness Podcast. Just in case you're wondering, this episode is not going to be about having sex with ghosts. I'm sorry if you feel like I have misled you or lied to you with this episode title, but from what I understand, sex with ghosts is not really exclusively Asian, nor is it something I can talk about, as it's not really my area of expertise. So... This week's episode is going to be about all sorts of weird superstitions and beliefs that have to do with sleeping in hotels. This episode will not be really graphic or gross, but if you aren't a fan of ghosts, you might find this episode a tiny bit spooky. A lot of the things I'm going to talk about I learned from living in Taiwan and traveling around Asia, not just from online research. There are plenty of weird stories and weird places, and I personally find Asian ghosts and superstitions creepier than those from the Western world. I'm going to start out by listing out some of the major superstitions when it comes to getting a room in a hotel or motel. Some of them are pretty weird and make zero sense, but others kind of make me wonder and make my skin crawl, but just a tiny bit. Allow me to show you how to have a wonderful ghost-free experience in hotels in Asia. Or, if you're looking for ghosts, then you'll know exactly what to do. As a relevant side note, I used to work in a hotel, so trust me, I kind of know what I'm talking about. Number one, never get a room that's located at the end of the hallway, either by request or by arrangement. I'm sure many of you are somewhat familiar with the concept of yin and yang. Basically, it means opposites coming together mostly as complementary or interconnected. The literal translation of yin means shady, but like shade-ish, not like sketchy. Yang means sun or light. In Chinese philosophy, the female energy is often labeled as the yin, while yang is the male's energy. This also works for positive and negative, light and darkness, etc. Sorry ladies, but ying itself is mostly referred slightly negatively when it comes to two different forces coming together. But I find that way cooler. Okay, now that you've got a basic idea of yin and yang, you can probably guess how this concept works in the world of ghosts. Ying means the ghost entities and spirits, while yang refers to humankind, the actual world that we live in. By staying in rooms far from the lift or at the end of the hallway or a corner room, it means there will be less human contact or human activity, as the lift area is where most people are coming together. The yang energy is going to be mostly concentrated in the center, where people are, So the place where less people are means it's closer to the yin, as in the spirit world. This is a true story. I never used to get why guests would complain about the corner room because I love corner rooms. They tend to be a lot more quiet and I like my rooms quiet. But later on I had co-workers enlighten me on this and actual guests tell me about how the atmosphere doesn't feel right or complain about wanting a room change, etc. Eh, it might just be them, so I don't know. I still prefer corner rooms far away from the lift. Similarly, 
People tend to avoid hotels that only have one available room left because they feel that there is a reason why that is the last one available, as in it might be haunted. It's even worse if the last available room is a corner room. So it's never good news when you hear the receptionist tell you, Oh, you're so lucky. There's only one room left. Here's your key. Nope. Number two. Always knock or ring the doorbell before attempting to enter the room. And when you do enter, don't throw the door wide open. Walk in in a sideways and humble manner. This is probably easy to understand. The spirit world is probably all around us, and they're probably also in your hotel room. You need to alert them of your intrusion before entering so it doesn't offend them or, I don't know, scare them? Once again, I was not aware of this practice. When I traveled around Taiwan with my friends or um, my exes, they'd always stop me from just barging in the room. I can't help it. I love nice hotels, so I'm always in a hurry to see what my room looks like. They would tell me to stop, and then they would ring the doorbell or knock three times before allowing me to enter. It was a little bit irritating at first, but I guess I got used to it. And if it's for a good cause, I guess I can't complain. Number three. Once you are inside the hotel room, Go ahead and turn on all the lights and run the water in the bathroom and flush the toilet. This is another way of letting the spirits and entities know that you are intruding. I know it sounds ridiculous when I say intrude, because you paid for that damn hotel room, but this is none of their concern. I've heard that running the tap water and flushing the toilet is used to flush out the evil spirits and everything mm, unclean. People also go to the bed and fluff the bed and pillow up a bit, showing that this bed is now going to be occupied. So please leave this space. Number four. If you're a lone traveler staying in a room with two beds, make sure you mess up the bed that you don't plan on occupying. It kind of sucks because I hate seeing messy things, but it is said that if you leave the bed tidy and untouched, Spirits will want to occupy the bed at night because it's not being used, so they see it as something they can occupy. By messing the sheets up a bit and throwing your belongings on it, it shows that you're marking your territory and a very passive way of saying, Sorry mate, this bed's taken. Find some other room. Number 5. Please beware if the Bible, Quran, or whatever other religious book is open to a certain page in the bedside drawer. The story behind this is that certain passages might be used to suppress spirits or evil entities in the room. The best solution to this is to either not touch the book or request a room change. I've never personally encountered this, so I don't have much to add to this. In a similar situation though, sometimes people find written spells or amulets hidden in certain areas, such as under the bed, under the table, or behind a closet. By spells, I do not mean anything fun or cute, like Harry Potter style. These are usually spells written out by Taoist monks, used to suppress certain entities and negative energy. If you ever find these in a room, usually written in black calligraphy letters on yellow pieces of paper, do not touch or remove it. Just get your ass out of there. Number 6. 
If you somehow end up feeling physical discomfort in the room, make a request to change rooms. Sometimes it's you, but sometimes it might be a bit more than that. There are bad and evil spirits that try to overpower humans, and it starts with the very little things, such as you might be coming down with a little bit of cold symptoms, your temperature might be running a little high, who knows? Maybe you're sick, maybe you're not. I have no personal experience with this, so I'm going to have to leave it at that. This is also a very subjective experience, so it's up to you to determine the situation. Some people tend to feel the presence of spirits while others, like me, are not likely to notice or be affected. That is, if you believe in all of this. Alright, before I continue telling you more about how to avoid ghosts in hotels, I need to tell you more about Studio Sweden, my very first sponsor. So, it's very likely you're listening to this on your headphones. It really doesn't matter whether you prefer overhead ones or earbuds, Studio's got it covered. I have a thing for overhead styles, so obviously I got the Regent. It is perfect for music and podcasts, and I even use it for work. You can use the cord or just connect it to any device via Bluetooth. I also don't have to worry about charging it every other second because it has an active battery life of at least 24 hours. Aside from the clarity and well-balanced sounds, the design itself is definitely a big plus. You can personalize your Regent headphone caps as they are interchangeable so you can show off your taste and personality to the world. Yeah, we get it. You are unique, for sure. Right now, you can get a pair of headphones from Studio Sweden with free worldwide shipping and a 15% off your purchase. Just enter the promo code ASIANMADNESS at checkout. Not only do these make great additions to your life, they also make great gifts. So go ahead and order some for your family and friends because we know how important podcasts and music can be. Also, they would be great for when you're lying in bed in a hotel room. It'll block out the sounds of ghosts trying to talk to you. Number 7. Do not hang your clothes on hangers inside the closet. I know, I know, it's a bit ridiculous. The reasoning behind this is that once the clothes are hung up, spirits will find their way inside your closet and attach themselves in your clothes. Think of it this way. The clothes hung up kind of take a human form, with the sleeves on the side and all that. So similarly to the made-up bed, it'll feel like an invitation to please come over and try on my shirts and pants. And once they do, they will stay and most likely go home with you. Number 8. Never put your shoes in an organized manner before heading off to bed. You know how when you wear slippers and you get into bed, you either align them by the side of your bed facing towards or facing away from the bed? Yeah, well, don't do that. It's the same concept as the bed and the clothes. When your shoes are aligned, spirits will want to wear them and get attached to your belongings. They will also try to wear them as you are sleeping, so it kind of creates the idea that there is a ghost hanging off your bedside. The best way to avoid this is to just kick your shoes off and leave them messy, preferably facing opposite directions or flipped over. I guess this is a good way to prevent a spirit from wearing your shoes and standing by your bedside, watching you as you sleep. Number 9. Never sleep in front of a mirror. 
The reasoning behind this includes both scientific and superstitious ones. Scientifically speaking, mirrors reflect light, and when you have a mirror in front of you as you sleep, any bit of light, either from the sun or from the moon, can reflect off of it and affect your sleeping pattern. Now, superstitious and feng shui-wise, mirrors are thought of as items to block and prevent negative energy, as in negative energy will bounce off the mirror. But if the mirror is right in front of your bed, guess where all that negative energy goes? Yeah, it goes straight to you. Another thing I hear often is that the mirror is seen as a portal to the other world. We are at our weakest when we are asleep, and if we wake up in the middle of the night and look inside the mirror, you risk either getting your soul sucked into the mirror or welcoming otherworldly entities into your space. I know someone who was staying in a cheap hotel in Vietnam once, and he told me that the mirror was right next to his bed. It was a full-length sideways mirror, so as you were laying down, you could literally see your entire body. It made him so uncomfortable that he had to cover it up with newspaper. Another thing about the mirror. Mirrors are considered in the yin category, so as I've mentioned, that's the world of spirits and all that. It attracts spirits and in the worst case scenarios, they will find ways to attach themselves to you. I asked my parents about this, and all they said was that by having a mirror in front of your bed, you risk scaring yourself when you wake up because you tend to be groggy and seeing a person in the mirror can scare you. That's probably very relatable and, well, something my parents would tell me. Last one on my list, number 10. Do not take photos in your room around midnight, especially not with one of those hotel paintings or artwork as background. This is a really strange one, and I honestly don't get it. I read that it has to do with spirits and such wanting to photobomb your photos because it's the quiet hour, and it's when they're supposedly out and about. So, any thoughts on the 10 items that I mentioned? As for me, I think that some make sense, but others sound a little bit too far-fetched. Chinese culture tends to have a strong focus on the concept of yin and yang, so it's really not a surprise people are cautious. Feng shui also plays a huge role, such as where the mirror is placed or how certain furniture should be arranged. Rich people pay ridiculous amounts of money to ask for ideas and suggestions from feng shui masters. They tell you what to put, where and maybe do a ritualistic dance, and that is supposed to keep the person living there safe and sound, and possibly to help keep them or make them rich. Here is an extra bit of knowledge for you. Most hotels don't have the 4th floor or the 13th floor. The 13th floor superstition is probably understandable for most of you, but the 4th floor is probably scarier and more likely to get rejected than the 13th in Asia. So the number four sounds similar to the word death in many languages, including Chinese, Japanese, Korean, and many other countries that have been influenced by Chinese culture. Many hotels, hospitals, or other public buildings take note to avoid this floor, and some even go as far as to skip any number with four, like 14 or 24. Tons of ghost stories and urban legends revolve around elevators and the fourth floor, 
It's just a very unlucky number, and it's best to avoid it at all cost. While there are many haunted hotels in Asia, I have decided to save those for future episodes and possibly give a top 10 countdown, or however the information fits. Now, allow me to share one of the best scary hotel encounters I have ever heard from people I know. And I don't mean one of those. This happened to a friend of a friend of mine, or this happened to my mom's best friend's cousin's coworker. I heard about it as soon as it happened, and for the purpose of this podcast, I even messaged my friend so I could get more details. I would love to show you the conversation, but it's in Chinese. So again, you are gonna have to trust me on this. Four of my friends once traveled to a southern city in Taiwan for a quick weekend getaway. They did not plan ahead, so they just found a random hotel when they started to feel tired. They got a room that accommodated four people and checked in. Here's the thing: it was the last available room. The lobby looked like it had been renovated, but in a slightly simple and cheap way. What really bothered them was the underground parking and the elevator. It was really dark and almost maze-like. It just didn't feel right. The elevator was old and stuffy, but hey, it was probably just an old building. Nothing wrong with that. When they got to their room, they unpacked and sat around playing cards and watched some TV. Soon after, three out of the four decided to go to bed. Only one friend wasn't tired, so he stayed up watching some TV. He finally decided to go to bed, so he went to the bathroom and began brushing his teeth. That's when his blood ran cold. He heard a woman's voice. She was laughing. It wasn't a loud laugh, but it was more like a giggle laugh, definitely audible. He quickly looked around and even checked on the other three. Nope, they were all sound asleep. He figured it might be thin walls. Maybe the girl next to their room was giggling, but it just sounded so awfully close. He couldn't stand the thought of not knowing, so he went to the front door, opened it, and looked out. That's when he realized that they were actually located in the room at the end of the hallway, and the bathroom was actually adjacent to the exterior walls. He looked towards the other end and realized something else. There was no room next to theirs. It was a cleaning supply room where all the trolleys were kept. He was so disturbed he jumped into bed and tried to forget about it. So here's a brief exchange of our conversation. Me, do you remember the details, friend? I heard a woman giggle when it turned off the faucet. I thought it was someone next door, but I realized there wasn't anyone next to us. We were in the corner room. Me, if it were up to you. Would you avoid the corner room, friend? Yes, that was the one time that really terrified me. Me, did you knock before entering, friend? I did. Don't you do that? Me, what else do you usually do to make yourself feel more at ease when you are staying in a hotel, friend? I knock, I flush the toilet, and I turn the TV on. I also sleep with lights on. Me, whoa, you're pretty cautious, friend. Hell yeah, I'm fucking terrified. Me, so you're saying one side of the room is the exterior and the other side of the room is the cleaning supply room, friend? Yes, and it happened at 4 a.m. So that was our exchange. 
This isn't someone who's usually scared or even overthinks the whole paranormal stuff. But unfortunately for him, he's had more than a couple weird experiences. As you can see, there were so many red flags in this single occurrence. For one thing, they did not plan ahead and got the last available room. See, that kind of stuff would never happen with me. That's always a red flag. There might be a reason as to why the room was the last room available. The second red flag was when they got their room furthest down the hallway, aka the corner room. Third, when this happened, he said it was around 4am. And remember what I told you about the number 4? Yeah. Coincidence? Maybe. Hallucination? Well, maybe. But you cannot rule it out completely, either. The truth is, you just don't know. And that's why it's so fascinating. I hope this episode did not turn you away from traveling to Asia in the future. Asia is a lovely and unique place, so don't let a few possibly haunted hotels stop you. And if it happens to be haunted, at least you'll leave knowing you had a very different experience than the rest. All jokes aside though, all of what I have mentioned in this episode might not be limited to Asia. Anytime you move to a new house or check into a hotel, stuff can happen regardless of your geographical location and ethnicity. So doesn't matter where you are, just try to stay safe and if you're a little superstitious, follow my list. It might give you some peace of mind. There's a saying in Chinese that goes something like, It's better to believe than to not believe. Because honestly, you can never be sure of what is out there. I'm going to end this episode with a short clip of a nice review of one of the most haunted hotels in Taiwan. The Grand Hyatt in Taipei. Enjoy! A little bit of background. As you know, I'm staying at the Grand Hyatt, which is in the center of Taipei, as I mentioned many times, next to the 101 Tower. But apparently, according to the internet, that's not what was always on this site. Now, a lot of different sites say different things, but what's really interesting to do is go through the TripAdvisor reviews just to see what some people say about it. It's kind of weird. They say it's haunted because this site before this hotel used to be a... A prison, a prisoner of war camp. Now, some say it was a prisoner of war camp where people were tortured and murdered, and other people say that the hotel was built on what was a weapons factory during the war. However, there are countless, countless, countless accounts of people saying that they've experienced ghosts and all sorts of things in the hotel during their stay. So I went on TripAdvisor and just did a general search of saying haunted in Grand Hyatt in Taipei. And some of the stuff here is quite interesting. One of the most liked reviews for the hotel was a couple of years back. Somebody came and staying here said that they couldn't believe staying here. And unfortunately, the experiences started as soon as they entered the room. So, I don't know, apparently it started when they entered the hotel. So they already felt major headaches, apparently, from just entering into the room. And for all the foreign people saying that asking, the lobby is an Asian style, which of course I've shown you already. It's kind of an Asian modern style with the orchids and all the other stuff and different flowers that are there. But apparently all the paintings on the walls are really disturbing. Now I'm trying to look around the room here. Not seeing that here, just quickly show you. You've got over there and over there, nothing really disturbing. So I don't know what they're talking about. However, they started to experience lots of different things. Now some of the reviews say that they're hearing voices in the rooms. They're hearing footsteps. They're hearing weird noises when they're in the elevator. I think elevators usually make weird noises anyway. 
But some of the really, really odd ones are doors closing. Now, in the bathroom over here, you've got a sliding door that closes. Some people are saying that they're hearing these sliding doors closes when they sleep at night, and they're sure that they've left it open, but then it's closed. Lots of different things about being really creepy in the room, and it's not just them. They're saying other relatives stayed here at the same time. I don't know what to make of it. I haven't heard anything yet. The only small thing, but now I'm just kind of nitpicking, is yesterday in the evening when I went, I locked the door at night, and then suddenly about three or four minutes later, I just heard it kind of unlock. I don't know if it's on an automated thing or what, but hey. The hotel is said to be built, as I already said, on a World War II prison camp, hence the rest of the spirits of those who were executed. Apparently, if you'd like to certify if your room you're staying in is haunted, check behind the paintings on the wall. If there's no talisman, you're in the all clear. And if you find one, maybe you'd like to switch rooms at the hotel. Uh, I guess let me check it out. Okay, spoiler alert. There was nothing in his room and he did not encounter any ghosts. This clip was taken from a YouTuber that shares his trading, travel, and lifestyle. So if you're interested, I will have the entire link in the show notes. It's been a while since I gave out any shoutouts, so I would like to thank the following people. Thank you, Leon, for writing me an email a while back. It was very encouraging, and I appreciate your support. For my Patreon, Paul from the True Crime Enthusiast podcast, and Dahlia Dennington. Thank you both very much. As for my reviews, I would like to thank iPhone Diesel, Rice Woman, as in Jamie from the Murderish podcast, and Adub, the podcast. From Australia, what nickname can I take seriously? Well, that is a pretty great nickname itself, so keep that. Thank you all for your support. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to the Asian Madness podcast. Please help me by rating, reviewing this podcast. If you're on social media, please look for me under the handle Asian Madness Pod. If you have any comments or suggestions, do not hesitate to write me at asianmadnesspod at gmail.com. I truly appreciate each and every one of you for being here. I am your host, Jessica. Till next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.